everybody, my name is Harriet and this is the Make a Mess podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Maker Mess podcast, the podcast where every episode we scrutinise a different creative medium. Today I am joined by YouTuber, vlogger, and radio host, Harriet. <laughs> hello, hello everybody, thanks oh, for amazing. having me. Uh, Harriet, YouTube. Hello everybody, hello everybody, greetings everybody. Now, is balancing that there a good idea or not? Probably not. Good morning everybody. Good morning, Liverpool. We're going to focus on that today because you've got like a thousand different creative pursuits that we could pursue. <laughs> so tell me about it. Why do you do it? Okay, so the reason I started making videos was because I won a award at uni, which meant that a family gave me a budget of money to go travelling. And I felt weird about it because it was a lot of money and it felt weird that I'd never met them. So I said, I'll film my trip right. and I'll email you the videos and you can see how I'm spending your money. And they were like, cool, sounds good. And then it occurred to me, well, I've never done this before and I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, And that was when I went to Taiwan to do a term of university over there. So I decided that I would use that as like a practice six months before I went on the trip that was funded by them. Um, So I started filming random days when I was in Taiwan and editing them and uploading them. And I loved it. And I got so excited. Like I'd get 100 views overnight and I'd wake up in the morning and be like, oh my God, 100 (laughs) views. And really just kind of got hooked on that. So then I filmed my interrail trip, which is how I spent the money. And I just never stopped. I've just carried on since then. Because how were each of those trips? Like, how did you find setting up a narrative for that? What was the response from the family like when they saw what you were doing? Do you know, it was actually funny. They didn't give me a lot of feedback. Did they and not? it bothered me a lot because I thought, oh, are they not happy with the way I'm spending their money? You know, mm. why aren't they saying anything? So I ended up emailing our tutor at uni and said, you know, Am I doing it right? They're not saying anything. And he said, no, don't be surprised. They're a really busy family. They're happy that you're on a trip. You know, it doesn't mean yeah. as much to them to watch it. They know that you're doing something that you're going to love. You know, and I, to this day, I never met them. Really? Yeah, I tried to arrange to go to theirs for dinner a couple of times and it oh. all kind of kept falling through. And yeah, that was it. Oh, well, yeah. it, it set you on the road to stardom. So, it's fine. <laughs> um, so let's just give a, a few stats. Um, so YouTube, you have what, 5,000 subscribers? 4,400. Thanks. Yeah. I, th- I actually thought you were at 5,000, right? Well, funnily enough, 5,000 was my target because once you've hit 5,000, the algorithm changes and it bumps you up the pages. Uh, right, so this is interesting. I want to get onto the algorithm in a oh, bit, right. um, as well as some of like the deeper bits of YouTube and like monetization and things like that. Yeah. Um, but you did recently, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, become somewhat of an influencer? Um, yeah, well, I was signed with a company called uh, Broadband TV, mm. and they provided me with like uh, the copyright-free music and things oh. in return for what they said. They would help me with my stats and help me get bumped up the pages and stuff. Right. And after being with them for a couple of years, I was like, I'm actually not getting a lot from this. So, right. I, so I terminated my contract with them. So since then, I've just been going through AdSense, and that's been working well. Yeah. But I've had a couple of cool deals from it, like a few free pairs of sunglasses. I was going to say, watching stuff like yeah, that's, that's watch, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. So I don't know how they go about um, picking people for it. I don't know what to qualify to be one of those. Right, right. Uh, different people have different. So did you just get scouted out then? Like they just came and found you? Yeah, I just had an email one day. Like that's really exciting. We'd like to work with you. And like, do you see YouTube? I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but 
do you see it as like your main creative outlet? Is that like your main thing you enjoy doing? It's the thing I enjoy the most. It? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I'm vlogging today. <laughs> I, I thought as much. Yeah, I do. But actually, um, I realised maybe a year ago that because it, it would have been a dream to be a YouTuber as my mm. job. I just think that is so cool. Oh. But I realised I was quite late to the bandwagon and it's already quite saturated with the big YouTubers. So it's the podcast game. So, oh, well, yeah. yeah um, so really, it's turned from being a career choice to just documenting memories that I can watch back oh, in years to come, which was made you. evident. Yeah, well, <laughs> the thing is, I think I would have loved my mum to have filmed her life in her 20s. Like, right. we just love to watch it back. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, if we have kids and things and they can watch back what mummy and daddy were doing when they were working. I think that's something I always say as well, like... We've also got Elliot on the show, we'll say hello, Elliot. <laughs> that's in the background. Uh, something that I always say is, at the start of it, I was I was a little bit uncomfortable and it was when we were just starting dating and we were... It was a little bit awkward for me just because, I don't know, I did find it hard. People do. And then it just became the norm and I just got more comfortable with it. Uh, so just for context, um, Elliot is Harriet's boyfriend um, yeah. and you appear in quite a few of the vlogs now. Yeah, I am. I'm a star of the show now. And he's yeah. so uncomfortable. Like, I would I would point the camera towards him and he'd kind of give an awkward thumbs up or something. Yeah, it'd be now, like a generic response, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, well, there's that thing called, what is it, red light syndrome where you start playing up to the camera as soon as it comes yeah. on and obviously... I know both of you, I'd like to think, um, and you seem both very natural in how you are as genuine people on the vlogs. So how long did it take you to both transition into that? Do you know, quite well, because when I watch, sometimes when I watch back my some of my earlier vlogs, I can see that I'm putting on this like really? over-enthusiastic <laughs> fake persona where when I turned the camera off, I was probably like grumpy. Again. But these days, I think I'm a lot more natural. I think you're really natural now. Yeah. And with me, it was just when I got comfortable with it, I could be a bit natural, because it was a little bit like yeah, when yeah. someone takes a photo of you and you pose. It was like that constantly <laughs> in motion form. I was like, like, and I'd always look at the photos back and like, do I look weird? Or, now I don't even, like, I do watch now it. Now you think it's funny. I actually really like it. I love the bits yeah. of me and I feel weird. I'm, like, I'm not going to lie, like, oh, Harry, I Bet love this, theme. I love this. But um, it's because, and you said it and you touched on it, someone says, you know, oh, how was that? How was... Prime example, we went to Malaga on holiday uh-huh. and... My parents never knew anything about Malaga. We, they kind of thought it was a bit of like a that massive tower block and sea salt resort town, bit, yeah. you know, shitty. And my parents saw our vlog and they were like, this is amazing. We want to go on a short trip. And because of our vlogs in Malaga, they then went to Malaga later yeah. that summer and they loved it. Yeah. So we influenced that, well, their choice of yeah, where they yeah. went just through... Because other than that, if we'd said to them, oh, Malaga's really nice, they probably would have gone, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, they just would not that. Yeah. And, and that's actually... I did... I opened one of Harriet's vlogs in Malaga, and I, and I was really nervous. <laughs> yeah, because you were in, I don't know what you were doing, I went out to go get food, and you were sleeping, sleeping probably. probably. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to take your camera out, and I'm going to like try and introduce it. And I did, like, it took a couple of goes. When I was, like, first swimming first, I was like, hey, we're going to, like, walk yeah. around. And oh, it was it was awkward. So I can imagine for you, it took a while to get to the stage where you were yourself. But the flip side of that is that it frustrates me that other people don't vlog. So right. our friend from uni went to Barbados recently, and she took a lot of photos, but I was like, I want to see the vlogs. Yeah, I want yeah. you to film your trip so I can see what it's like. And yeah, I'd, I'd like it if more people did. <laughs> see, I think you kind of hit an interesting point about the influence that you had on them to then go see that. I yeah. mean, so how, on a more political note, like how do you, how important is the role of a YouTuber that has influence? Like what are some of the YouTubers that you might follow? Do you actually follow any? Yeah, or is yeah. It, right, okay. 
Um, so my favourite is Helen Anderson. Okay. <laughs> um, and the Michelacs, who are a family, the two little boys. But um, I do think it's so important, not so much for me at the moment, but when you've got an enormous audience like they do, millions, yeah. like right. 10 million or something, it is really important what you say. And there is an element, you want to be yourself, be who you are, freedom of speech, and you should right. be able to say what you want to say. But you, yeah, you do have to you do definitely have to be careful. Like, I know the Michelacs say a lot that every video they get comments saying, this offended yeah. me, this offended yeah. me, and it's really? like, no, they're Are they, just the, being... the other ones that have got kids? Yeah. Like, yeah. Something? What can you see? Like... Oh, when they just make jokes about Brexit. It'll be the tiniest thing. It'll really? be the tiniest thing. Stupid, throwaway, just banter comments really? that people kick off about. I suppose that's the thing. You have to be spontaneous and natural, but equally, how do you rein it in and edit it? Mm. I suppose you're just censoring yourself at that point. Occasionally, when I edit stuff, and I, oh, I can't, I'm, I'm going to struggle to think of an example now. I'll keep something in that I think is funny, and then one, when I watch it back for the final check before I upload it, I think, actually, no, this isn't even worth Oh, uh. I've got an example. So I was in Mexico a couple of weeks ago, and we were driving along a motorway, and there was an enormous van of pigs that mm. were obviously going off to the slaughterhouse. And I filmed it, because it's not often that you see an enormous van filled with, like, yeah. 400 pigs. Um, and that I deleted that clip out, because I thought, I'm going to get all these vegans. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't have, you know... But then that's, that's a wise decision that you've had to make, and that's obviously, like, a level of maturity that mm. I suppose some vloggers wouldn't necessarily approach their vlogs with. Right. Also, just wanted to ask, do you consider yourself a vlogger or a filmmaker? Oh, that's interesting. Right now, I think vlogger. Right, okay. But I really would like to progress into filmmaker sure. and make maybe more creative decisions because right now, I don't feel like it's it's quite easy for me to edit them, basically. Right. I don't think too much about the music or too much about the cutting and stuff. Right, okay. But I'd like to consider that a lot more. So that's what I was kind of curious about. Like, is there ever an overarching narrative? Because you, you do have, like, a start and an end to your vlogs. It never seems to yeah. be like, okay, bye. It's like no. you know roughly what you're doing, which I think is really interesting, like, to have something that's constantly moving and you have to pick these moments where you're actually going to vlog and then a narrative appears? Yeah. I don't know. Is that how you approach yeah. it? Or? Occasionally, if I haven't done well with vlogging in the day and I've forgotten to film stuff, it mm. annoys me when I come to edit it because right. one minute I'm in London, the next time I'm on my bed at home, it's like, <laughs> I should have at least done like a little shot of the train. Like bridging so, the gap. Yeah, yeah, bridging the gaps, exactly um, that. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I'm definitely learning from that a lot more recently. Nice. And when I watch vlogs where people don't say goodbye and they just fade to black at the mm. end, that frustrates me because yeah. I'm like, oh, I wasn't ready for <laughs> it to end. I didn't know yeah. it was coming. Yeah, you almost need them to say so. So I make a point now to, even if I forget to end the vlog one day because I've been out late or tired or drunk or something, oh. the next when I'm editing it, I always pop in and say, Anyway, I yeah, yeah. Involved, but here it is, I've actually seen you do that. I think that's quite good. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. No, I like that. Yeah. Um, it kind of humanizes it as well. I think. Yeah, but I think it's just the narrative of, of a day. Yeah, that's that's mm. what the narrative is. It's just the narrative of what you do that day. Yeah, and it's nice to film every single part. Otherwise, you're going to feel like you're missing something. But on the influence thing, I think it's huge. Yeah. The, the influence mm. that these big YouTubers have. If you think of like an advertisement, how crazy people go yeah. when an advertisement's offensive. Uh, how many people does that reach? Probably millions of yeah. people. Yeah. But it's not from someone they trust and admire and love. And no. if they say something that's yeah. slightly, you know, a lot of people are just going to go along with it and believe them. So it is dangerous. Mm. As many people that are going to complain, mm. there's also going to be people like, I share that ideology because they're my, yeah. you know, they're yeah. my idol. Yeah, people like Zoella and follow their word as gospel. Oh, so right, yeah. I don't they, like to think that I get influenced too much, but sometimes I do see YouTubers maybe do get certain makeup things yeah. sent to them and I think, oh, they like it, it must be good. But uh, maybe they don't actually like it. You know, you don't, you don't really know. I mean, do you have to announce like when you've got like a sponsor? Do you get sponsors effectively? Or is it like... I haven't something? had any sponsors yet, but right, you are right. obliged to announce say it. that it is got an it. advert. Yeah. And it means that you can't monetize the video because you're being paid by right, the sponsor. Right, okay.
This episode of the Make a Mess podcast is sponsored by the Make a Mess podcast. So, I mean, I, I want to talk about like YouTube's monetization and things mm-hmm. like that, but I obviously don't want to get too personal about it. Oh, don't I don't say. mind. But, um, personal. <laughs> so, I'm kind of curious about like, um, you know, the whole ad revenue thing. Mm. So, I mean, there's the, I've heard that it's what, 10 minutes and you can put in adverts. Does that apply to yourself as only big YouTubers that get that? How does it work? So, I think you need a thousand subscribers in order to monetize your videos. Right, okay. Um, that qualifies you for it. Uh-huh. And then there's different levels. So, you can add the skippable ads at the beginning you know yes. the ones that count down uh, from five which is what i have or you can you know for the bigger youtubers who know that people want to watch the video and will sit through an ad um they can have the ads that you can't skip and if it's over 10 minutes you can put um one of the pop-up ads in it uh, too which okay. pops up at the bottom Got um so there's different levels of it but yeah it does have to be 10 minutes to qualify for, Fair for a second ad and what's your opinion of that do you think it's a good thing do you think it's a bad thing or do you find it really annoying i don't being advertised to and right. sometimes it frustrates me when they, they have the non-skippable ads and sometimes I'll even come off the video because I'm like this video isn't going to be worth me uh, watching 15 seconds of an advert um, <laughs> that's a bit sad <laughs> well no if it wasn't a video that I, I if I was just watching it for you know no just reason, because no reason, it's there yeah yeah exactly it wasn't but the big YouTubers do do that they do put the because like, they know PewDiePie, that people will sit through them PewDiePie yeah, yeah. has the full advert for 30 seconds because he knows that everyone's going to watch but he's also got like something like 70 million oh, oh yeah. I don't even know he's how he's like, like, it's obscene like, yeah, it's mad. obviously he's been in some controversial stuff anyway so. yeah but no I mean there's, there's been stories of like scams through influencers I'm not saying you are one I'm just <laughs> you know as a point of conversation <laughs> <laughs> but I think there was something a while ago with I, I don't know what the game was but you know Fortnite is like this big thing that's right. like gone massive it was something like that and people were saying oh you can buy XYZ and they were actually invested in it they were getting shares in it so they were getting money back it's themselves like so it's like yeah affiliate basically yeah. Um, so there's obviously a dodgy thing happening there yeah, yeah I do think people okay. should have to announce that they, that is what they keep are. it transparent just everything yeah across. just be honest about it yeah. which makes me think if it ever did get bigger I would want to be picky about who I let sponsor me and who I didn't like if yeah. I genuinely like I got sent a, gla- a pair of sunglasses from a company called Proof and I loved them and I wore mm. them every mm. day until oh. I broke them yeah. <laughs> um, and stuff like that like I genuinely did love them you sounded like the cigarettes like Marlboro Light smoke them up kids yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know so if you were to follow a busy doctor as he makes his daily round of calls, you'd find yourself having a mighty busy time keeping up with him. Time out for many men of medicine usually means just long enough to enjoy a cigarette. Okay, so I want to talk about characters. Um, obviously, you two are effectively the stars of your own show. <laughs> She's the star. <laughs> I'm, I'm a guest appearance on occasion. Do you have like key people that you kind of incorporate on a regular basis, or people that you try and get in, or is it? Yeah, I definitely feel comfortable vlogging around certain people right. and certain others not. Sure. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah. <laughs> More some people than others. Yeah, All like right. my mum and sister uh-huh. and my mum's boyfriend constantly in them don't feel awkward vlogging yeah, yeah. at all. I probably vlog less at Elliot's, with Elliot's family. I've, yeah. I film Frank a lot, so Elliot has a two-year-old nephew. Right. And this is something we think is really important, is that to go back and be able to watch that yeah, when he was a baby for your first nephew. It's the best thing. thing. It, it is really is special. Best Even thing. now, we look back to when he was a baby and we look, like, look at how much he's grown. Yeah, really um, sweet. And a blob. Now he's, <laughs> yeah. and now he's a proper little boy. Like, the difference is yeah. ridiculous. So um, we really like that. So we vlog him a lot, but I probably don't film his parents much. Because you do kind right. of have to ask, I think. Yeah, of course. Well, sometimes, like, I just filmed you and I didn't ask. I didn't even know. Like, oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> but 
some people I do feel more comfortable with, but some people I certainly don't. Yeah. Yeah, you just have to judge the situation, really. And just kind of on that note as well, do you ever get people coming up to you in the street recognising you? Has that happened yet? Or? It's happened once, Has and it? I was so embarrassed. Were you? Yeah, I went bright red. I what was, happened? It was in H&M, and the girl serving me behind the counter was like, oh, you make YouTube videos, don't you? <laughs> and I was just like, yes, bye. <laughs> um, such yeah, a good it was so weird, but it's such a bizarre thing for someone to know who I you can are. Imagine. Which I guess is part and parcel of it. But it also happened to you at work. Oh, yeah. Not on the high street. Oh, yeah, the, a girl um, started working where I was working, and she said, I really recognise you. And I was like, oh, well, and I grew up where she grew up. So oh. I said, oh, maybe we went to the same school or something. She said, no, it's more it's more your voice. And then in the end, she said, um, oh, my sister watches your vlogs. I've just realised. <laughs> but then it, it transpired that it was her that had watched my right, vlogs. And she was right. just awkward about telling me. Oh. Um, but you got. But we ended up being really good friends. We're still friends now. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really oh, find really that sweet. weird at all. I just thought it's so bizarre. Like, how have you ended up seeing my video? Like, oh. why have my videos come up on your feed? Yeah, I do often wonder things like that. But and can you see like a breakdown of the demographics? So you know, like your audience. Yeah. So mine at the moment is it really literally every time I upload a video, it changes between boys and girls. Really? It's on about fifty fifty. But oh, if really? I upload okay. like. That's surprising. One with like me yeah. doing my makeup in my thumbnail, it's it'll go to 60 girls. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. 74 year old um, men. Oh. <laughs> well, the thing is, my grand, I know my granddad watches all my videos. So I, 74 year old I've got this little statistic of old men, and I think. That's yeah, that's probably him and his mates down the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to all. No. Um, but yeah, right now it's the, the maximum is 18 to 25 year old girls. Okay, fair enough. What's the goal? What are you shooting for? Is it just you're enjoying it and it is capturing memories or do you want to really go with it? Do you yeah. want it to go somewhere? I think now it is just capturing the memories. But it would be a happy accident. Not an accident. Over the moon if it, it would be a happy great. outcome. But, but you're, you're consistent with it. it. You're not like... Um, you know, for myself with the podcast, I'm trying to do one a month. Um, yeah. If I can do more, it's great. But like, I think with yours, it's it's consistent. You're uploading. Do you have like a, a quota you have to fill like numerous times a week? No, yeah. I tend to film both days of the weekend. So I try and do Saturday and Sunday and then upload on Sunday and Monday. Oh, okay. Um, but if I have a day, like I'll probably film bank holiday Monday. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if I'm just if at I'm home holiday. doing absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. I, I don't vlog. Yeah. So I don't, I don't stick to a strict routine. And occasionally, so for instance we went to Thought Park and it was such a fun day and you just want your hands free and yeah. I thought this would make a really cool vlog Yeah, but I just want to live in the moment and just you know see that must be very different for other YouTubers and vloggers like I can't imagine how much they have to compromise on mm. or how much strain it would put on a relationship obviously you guys enjoy it so it's not like yeah. yeah, something intense. But I, one of my favorite YouTubers is um, Casey Neistat. Right. And um, whenever he shows his wife, she just looks so pissed off oh, really? all the time. So yeah. Yeah, no. yeah, I guess you have to respect that though. Yeah. Um, mm. But people are subscribed to see you, so re- at the end of the day, it shouldn't be a problem. But when you're yeah. at events and you yeah. want to vlog, yeah. the yeah. event, and they don't want to be, in, yeah. Is that quite odd when you get? Have you ever had anyone be like, "Don't film me," or? Um, sometimes my mum, if she's like not wearing makeup or something, she's oh, right, like, I don't okay. want to be in this one. <laughs> People are generally quite excited. People love watching the vlogs back when they're in them. Really? Yeah. 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 And it's so funny because when, I watch, when I'm watching my vlog editing it, I yeah. see it in one way. And then I, when I export the final and I watch that before I upload it, uh-huh. it feels different because it's more finished. Yeah. And when I watch it through YouTube, even though it's the same video, I it feel feels... differently watching but it you again. Right. the context that it's yeah, supposed to be it. Mm. Well, then I know that this, there's an audience to it. And what's your favourite part of that process? Like, is it the editing? Is it the filming? Is it the upload process? Or yeah, I really love editing, especially when I've left it a couple of days before I edit because right, I okay. might have forgotten things that happened. And then when I come to edit, I'm like, oh yeah, that was 
nice meal he had. Or it's something. like Rain Man watching you. Edit. She's literally like, getting stuff in. Never seen hands move so fast. You're so quick at editing vlogs now. And is that like when you get to be creative with it as well? You can kind of explore different routes and kind of construct that narrative. Yeah, the the part that I find the hardest is adding music that fits to what the right, story okay. is. I really struggle with that. But when you get it right, you love it. Yeah, once in a while, it's so good, and I'm like, oh, this is the best song. For well, I was going to say, there's been some ones recently. Like, I think I saw a couple of your ones from Mexico where it was just like shots, and it was really picturesque, and you just had some nice music over the top. Yeah, I tried to it do was... a bit of a Spanishy theme. Yeah, it's some, I think it was that one. It's just really nice. Yeah, I so. do try and make. Although sometimes, and this is something I learned from Helen Anderson, who's my favourite vlogger. Uh-huh. Um, she put music on that you would never think to put. She put like um like French, know, some sort of like or jazz music on something that you would never expect, but it uh, goes really well. And I'm trying to learn called, from her and just try it a bit it's more. It's called contrapuntal sound. Oh, is that actually? That's what it's called. It's where um, you with the knowledge. <laughs> it's where you play music that contrasts what you're w- watching. It's like that juxtaposition, right. but it's it's something that works really well. It's like uh, chalk and cheese. Like oh, sometimes so it does work. There's a scene that's always quoted from that the from uh, Reservoir Dogs I don't know if you've seen the film oh yeah great film. where there's a scene where he's chopping off someone's ear right on a chair yeah. and plate, listening to that like, really happy music right. and he's yeah. like dancing around it should be like dark and somber, but it yeah. gives you such a different feeling. Yeah, it's yeah. like putting two very different things that creates a new thing. I mean, that film's kind of dark yeah. comedy in, yeah. a, in a way. So it's, but it's brilliant. It's fantastic, yeah. yeah. No, that's so exactly that, that's the thing, yeah. yeah. So, contra... Contrapuntal sound. Very good. Come on, Charlie Brown. I'll hold the ball and you kick it. Do you think all filmmakers are creative? Oh, like, yeah. By all of them? Yeah, I do. Do you? Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's um, that. Because it takes choices. Even the simplest of vlogs, even if they didn't have music, you have to choose when you're going to cut that clip mm. and when the next clip starts and things. And I do, yeah, I do think it takes amount of creative. I mean, not no, a lot. That's good, Anyone that. could. No, I think it's really interesting. And it would be fine. But, but see, on episode two of the podcast, uh, myself and John were talking about um, YouTube and Snapchat and saying how Snapchat is like the new punk. It's very instant. What you could make a zine. Or you could just as easily get your phone, which is much more accessible, film something and then send it off and it's it's instant, it's gone. Yeah. It's very much like a scene. I actually scene really agree with you. I've it's, never thought about that before. Yeah, it's it's just an interesting perspective on it. Whereas John was saying, No, 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 it's not. He loves scenes, he makes scenes. He was like, No, oh, absolutely right. not. But then when I explained it to him in that way, he was like, oh, okay, that's quite interesting. But then when it came to YouTube, he was saying, Alright, I can just film a can of beans every day. I can mm. stick it up on YouTube. Harriet, your counter argument. How is that creative? He could do film a set of beans every day and someone would watch it. Yeah. That's quite creative. <laughs> <laughs> because it's very Andy Warhol. Yeah. And each clip, the light would be different in the room. The camera might be a different distance from the can of beans. Mm. You know, that he's made a choice on how he's filming that can is of beans. Is it going to be consistent? And how long that clip is. That's interesting. Yeah. I suppose if it was the same can and the exact same light, that in itself is like a very odd project, which is... 
like I mean, an experiment in a way. Yeah, someone would like it. Yeah, and, and it's like when <laughs> it's you see you see like a painting, and it's like a like Piet Mondrian or something, where it's just like blocks of color, like a block of white, a block of blue, a block of yellow, and uh, red, and a black lines in between. It's like anyone could do that, and it's like yeah, but he did. Uh, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but you didn't. Yeah, so like, yeah, no one films beans, but this guy's did. Yeah, he did. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. quite nice. So yeah. At least someone's taking the time to do something creative. I mm. think so. I'm all for it. He goes. He goes up for this bean channel. Then. And on the, sorry, on a similar note to that, we actually talked about an article, right, which I'd be interested in getting your perspective on. Mm-hmm. So the title of the article, Success on YouTube Still Means a Life of Poverty. And this basically came out back in, I think it was March, saying if your children dream of YouTube stardom, crush that ambition immediately. Because it's impossible, allegedly, to get on the ladder and become like a big YouTuber. Yeah, I would say you'd have to be realistic with them and, and explain that mm. it is completely saturated and it is going to take a good, either a really good timing or a lot of luck um, to get that good. Yeah. But if they have a passion for making videos, you mm. know, go for it and do that. And if it, and if it turns out that you're a YouTube star by yeah. the end of it, then that's all great. But I, I'd say maybe that shouldn't be the goal, the goal initially. Um, Elliot. Your thoughts? Oh, I, I actually think that that's really negative. Really? Yeah, because then that's just like saying, okay, right, you know, Beatles in the 60s, don't bother with being a musician no, because these guys have already been there yeah. and done it and smashed it, and then yeah. Queen come in and do some, put opera in a song, for example, we uh, were talking about this the other day. Oh, you, have like, you seen that new film trailer? Yeah, oh my god, it looks so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay, yeah, we're going to make rock music and now we're just going to put some opera in, and it's going to be completely different. and to assume that lives are going to be the same forever and people are going to listen to watch to Zoella. Like, Zoella's not going to be influential when she's 60 to 16-year-old still. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a new person, just like there is in music, just That's like there true. is in, in everything, true. even photography, even art. The audience just changes. It needs to progress, audience yeah. change, yeah. and there's a new market every time. But I don't think you have to set out for I'm going to be YouTube famous. No, Because yeah. the even thing. those musicians probably didn't set up, well, we're going to be the greatest band yeah. Yeah. They're just making music because that's what they know yeah, and that's what, that's what they, what they love. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I started this podcast, lads. It's all about doing things that you love that are creative. Sorry, one more thing just on that last article. Does that ever dissuade you from doing it? Would oh, something like that put you no, off? No, no. It's just, again, it's yeah, for you, it's your memories, it. you enjoy Making it. Making the memories. Nice. But see, that's interesting that you started this as, like, you know what, I love doing it and it's blown up. Well, some, someone said once, it might have even been Alfie Davis, which, you know, so so. But, um, <laughs> he, when he had, I think he had maybe like 200 subscribers at one point, mm-hmm. and he was saying to his mum that he wanted more. This is like a loose story, I'm probably, uh, I think I'm telling you about it. And then his mum said to him, imagine 200 people standing in front of you. It's terrifying. Oh, you know, imagine <laughs> them just standing there in a line in front of you or in a group in front of you. There's a lot of people. Oh, shit myself. Yeah, to the audience listening, uh, yeah. Elliot just had like a moment where he woke up and thought, oh my Jesus Christ, it was an excellent expression <laughs> on his face. That's 4,000 people. Yeah, imagine 4, standing 000. in front of me. That's a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? When you that's an away end at a football stand. <laughs> is it? Pretty much. <laughs> that's, that's definitely the way. I'm, and you watch like all these ways. Sorry, that's a weird tangent. But that's a lot of people. Mm. That's quite scary. That though. is terrifying. Yeah. I mean, they don't all watch every video. But nonetheless, I mean, they're yeah. determined to. They don't subscribers. Name. So. Yeah. That's quite scary. It's yeah, more people than know my name. Yeah. Is that as good for you as it was for me? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> Harriet, do you fear the immortality that you face online? The, the immortality that you face online. Ooh. Do you fear it? Because I do. Can I just <laughs> say that is the best question <laughs> I've ever heard? I've never thought about it. Really? 
But, Don't think about it too much. No, 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 no I'm not. But um, Elliot recently said to me, do you keep your videos? Mm. And I don't. Once I upload them, I delete them just because really? I don't have the memory for them on my laptop. That needs to change. Right. That's terrifying. And so Elliot says, what if YouTube crashes one day, it goes yeah. under, all of those memories are just gone. So we're starting a process now of going back to the beginning and just downloading them all. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. You need to do it. So that it scares scary, me yeah. the thought that they might be gone. So I think I like that they mm. stay. Because then I think going down the family like I talk about my kids watching my videos mm. but what about my grandkids watching my videos sure, sure. this is my grandma <laughs> doing a bungee jump in Taiwan yeah. <laughs> I think that it's nice if you're being yourself yeah. but if you're like following trends and doing weird stuff and like being someone else yeah. then you're going to look back and cringe just like anything Absolutely, else yeah. imagine watching grandparents in the 20s go out and do their things they probably do things completely different yeah. to uh, today yeah. so it beca- it's kind of nice documentation Very old that you're but it is then... terrifying yeah. I've not thought of it thought, like that yeah. before. Yeah. I'm happy for today's population to watch it, so I'm happy for the future. That's, <laughs> no, that's a yeah. nice perspective on it. That's more why I ask, because um, Facebook, the, I just dislike Facebook and all forms. I love Instagram, which mm. I don't want to consider that they both own each other. Yeah. 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 Um, so just the idea that yourself in video format would be perpetually yeah. kept online. Do you but, know, I have actually thought of that. With all, with all of this... Because sometimes I think the government must, must have all this data on us, uh, and photos through the cameras, like I GDPR. Yeah, I've covered it. Someone give me a house sticker because I need to cover mine. But the thing is, because I'm deciding what I'm putting out there, yeah. and I don't put anything that I wouldn't want, you know, anyone. Mm. Um, like the government to see Aye. no I mean I'm just going to as a complete tangent and to be really cynical for a second mm. 1984 said that there were going to be cameras everywhere they are lads they're in our pockets they yeah. Yeah. They're on is our that George Orwell? yeah but no that's just kind of what I was curious about if you told me in 2004 when I was getting started with Facebook that a big part of my responsibility today would be to help protect the integrity of elections against interference by other governments um you know, I, I wouldn't have really believed that that was going to be something that, that I would have to work on. My mum thinks that I should make videos about sex. Really? <laughs> yeah, so you know Hannah Witten, who is our friend Leah's yes. sister? Yes, so yes, she yes. makes videos online about sex and periods oh, and right, porn okay. and things like that. Uh. And she has this amazing audience and she's really good. Well, there are more people doing it, but she's one of the main ones doing it. And my mum's really all open to that and says... Uh you know, sex sells and young girls want to know what it's like to use their virgin- lose their virginity. I completely agree with you. Yeah. You're educating them. But while my granddad and my dad are still on this planet, yeah. I, can, I can't <laughs> face it. Um, yeah, so I, and I do think yeah. it can be used as a good educational tool. Like recently I made a video about having a colonoscopy. Video's so doing very well and I'm getting a lot of comments from people saying, thank you so much, I was so nervous. I thought it was brilliant. It made me feel yeah. better. And then they come back after they've had it done saying, oh uh, my God, it really wasn't as bad as I uh, thought it was. And that mm-hmm. makes me feel like, they're the types of videos that I like to make. Do you know what, honestly, like, sorry, just to go on a tangent, I had so much respect for you when you did that. Oh. Like I genuinely, I, I saw it and I was like, what? Thanks. So I watched it and I was like, <laughs> how much balls it took to yeah. just put that out there. There were two moments in that video that I thought, shall I take these out? And I showed them to mum and I showed them to Elliot and I said, like, is this too far? Right. And my mum was like, no, it's hilarious. And, uh, <laughs> I think one of them, I was like, this is One of them you said to me, yeah. I think it was like, I just shit everywhere. Oh yeah, my mum was singing. I was like, it's a bit TMI. I, said, I didn't want to squirt it all over the table. <laughs> I thought that was funny. So it's like, yeah. but... But I kept them both in and no one said that that was wrong. An hour and 15 minutes later, we are one poo down, people. I was just chatting away to Craig and it came over me in a second. I actually thought I was going to poo my pants, but I got there in time. Had to run. It was like water shooting out. Two down.
I've just had five, six, and seven. Six was probably my favorite so far. I'm just ready to go to bed now. I don't want to stay up pooping all night. But it was really great of you, and I think that's the whole thing that is very similar to that whole sex thing. It's just being as truthful as possible. Absolutely. I think and the less we hate it, then the more it's we like can... It's self-help Yeah, I, It absolutely yeah. is. It's yeah. one of these things people feel awkward about asking. Yeah. I've got a friend that's um, she's starting her own podcast um, all about... It's, it's literally that. It's all about relationships, sex, and, you know, not being scared to talk about these things. Yeah. I think the more people that do it, the better. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And so much pressure to I don't, I'll, I'll, pick, I'll use sex as the example sure. like lose their virginity and it has to be good but you know in reality first time's not that good and you no. don't have to be young and you want to wait for the right person it's romanticised the more and people it's, talk about it yeah. Yeah. it's sold to us isn't it maybe it one is, day yeah. it is quarter to 11 in the evening now and I have just been to the loo for the 8th time it is safe to say that my bum hole is stinging what's your highlight of vlogging what was like the one moment you were like this is this is it I'm Ooh. Um, oh, that's a good question. One of my favourite vlogs is when I got back from in training and went and surprised my dad. Lovely. Oh, um, nice. um, I watched that back a lot just because he cried. Oh. <laughs> I loved it. Mm. And things maybe like my bungee jump, but really like usually my travelling vlogs, I think, yeah, mean sure. the most to me. They're what I'd miss the most should all of my videos be deleted. My travelling ones are the ones I enjoy making the most, enjoy editing the most. Whenever we go somewhere as well now, we are always like, this is we're going to film this space and we're going to like use it as a bit of a canvas and it's quite nice, I nice. like that. Mm. See, also, I, I quite like that, saying it's a canvas, yeah. like, it's kind of the backdrop and that you're going to base it. I suppose in that sense, like when you're travelling, that's the character Yeah. Yeah. and that's what the film is. Yeah. yeah. And people want to see new, new places, people want to see Absolutely, everywhere yeah. different and it's nice to film that. Yeah. yeah. Um, equally, what's the worst mistake you've ever made or the biggest oh. fear you've had when making a vlog? Something crossed my mind earlier when you, uh, talking about something else and I, I thought I'd mention it um, I got sponsored for a watch mm. thing more recently uh -huh. and I think I regret doing that Really? Yeah, because I haven't really worn the watch since I was really excited and when I first got it I was like, oh my god, new watch and now I look back, you know now I really look at the watch I really don't like it and I think I was just excited that someone had right. picked me to mm. but that's what I need to learn from because earlier I said, you know it would mean a lot that I only want to push yeah, things that I really yeah. like and at the time, I was just excited, and I think I think I did like it at the time. But you know, so that's quite an interesting perspective. That, like, I suppose if your opinion changes, yeah, that is yeah, actually really it, interesting. But, um, yeah. You know, everyone's yeah. opinions change. I've got a question. One. Have you ever taken a vlog down? Oh, that's a good um, question. I've made some of them um, unlisted, not because they had anything in them that I didn't want to share, but because years. they were my early ones, and I look back at them and all the body just feels sick. Because I guess. It's it's easy to censor um, it's uh, these YouTube videos because you are the person that is cutting it all together. Yeah. It's not like an interview mm. where or like a newspaper article Once where they can it. literally chop up the words and put it into a sentence and everyone's like, oh, they said this. And yeah, yeah you're choosing your content. Yeah. Uh, so, but then who was that guy that filmed those dead people in Japan? Oh, Jake Paul or whatever. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's a prime example of someone that has not only gone out of their way to capture this mm -hmm. moment, they've got, got back, they've edited, edited it, it, and they've uploaded it. it. They would have watched it through to make sure everything fits a couple of times. It's not like a snap decision, yeah. is it? It's not right. like a silly yeah. tweet yeah. or a... Even that, you know, you, yeah. it's it's serious. Yeah, it's not like a little slip up in an interview. But like you yeah. say, the disgusting thing is that he has so many people that follow him, yeah. and they're all kids, yeah. and they yeah. think that that's acceptable. Oh, yeah, so and probably half of them think it's funny. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it's yeah. you know, he's got something like twenty-two million. And they'll realise when they're a bit older that suicide is a serious. Fingers serious crossed, they'll realise that. But if people like that are influencing them, I mean, this this will lead on to another question. Yeah. But you know, in the future, if 
YouTube is still a big thing and people have that influence then that's a massive concern yeah so, yeah. and I think what you said about teaching so I know it's not entirely related but talking about sex and those sort of taboo things mm. talking about that and getting that opposite side out there and showing the seriousness of stuff is massively important yeah so sorry mate carry on oh, no that's literally the polar opposite isn't it like trying to help people instead of just showing stupid shit because you think it's funny exactly. that is the polar opposite because yeah. he could have easily made a video on that forest because apparently a lot of people go there to do it it's the suicide forest right. yeah, yeah. he could have made a more of a documentary style video on it where it is why people choose to go there mm. Does is there any sacred meaning is there a religious thing yeah. you know okay make a video about it if you have to and make people aware of these Absolutely. problems and yeah. suicide things um, but the way yeah the way he went about it but that's the thing though it's just who he is and he's just looking for views and yeah. getting money but he's the he, I think he's the demographic where it's the most suicides young men isn't it the you are probably right? quite right yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah. so that's like you know that's horrid it's awful yeah. it's horrid it's um, ignorance okay and on that note we've got some questions uh, from okay. listeners so these are 30 second questions Harriet. right you answer them in 30 seconds oh okay so speed round <laughs> I'm going to put the countdown music yeah. underneath this <laughs> so I'll tell you the question and then I'll say go okay from at will exposed on Instagram do you have any plans to incorporate VR into your vlogs go um I don't know um only because I don't have the uh equipment for it right and also people watching it is a they have to have the equipment to watch it. Yes, um, and very then niche that market. really limits your audience. I wouldn't watch a VR video on YouTube, and for that reason, I wouldn't make them. Wonderful. From Johnny D, by email, how many minutes of editing does it take to make a decent video? Oh, um, I would say it takes me about half an hour to edit a video, mm. and I try to keep mine under 10 minutes. The bit that takes the longest is fitting the audio. Right. But usually, I don't spend longer than... 30 to 40 minutes. Okay. How do you capture your audio? Like, is it, sorry, this isn't like under the timer. Um, like, how, is it just an inbuilt mic on the... Yeah, I just use my camera's mic. Oh, yeah, nice. it's pretty good, actually. This new camera's a lot better. Is it at like, least? the go-to vlog camera. Uh, and what camera do you use? It's called a Canon G7X Mark II. One which was sold to you by the YouTubers. Yeah, every really? every vlogger uses this camera. So is that just for anyone that's listening to the mic consider getting into vlogging? Is that what you'd recommend? I would say start off on a cheaper one until really? you know that it's something you want to do. How much is that roughly like? This was about 500. Oh, okay. But I used to use um, a Samsung NX3000, which I loved. Right. And it was great for purpose at the time. But now that I have this one, because I know that it's something I want to do, and I'll, uh, I'll use every... I, I use the Samsung every day for about four years. Mm, Literally, mm. it's the worst one camera. Um, but it was, it was a trust camera uh, so I've recently and recently had this one and the call the difference in quality is really yeah wonderful one. another one from Johnny D what will YouTube slash being a youtuber look like in 10 years that's a good question perhaps like a hologram it's <laughs> <laughs> not what I expected like a 3d version I think so yeah. how far things have come in our life yeah, that's yeah, true. you're not wrong to sign up to the internet 10 years ago oh my yeah. god yeah. I think it will be a lot of um, virtual reality stuff because I think by that time everyone will have to. Do you think that will catch on? I'm really skeptical about it. Not, I've, I've never used it though, so I don't really know. Have you yeah, ever used VR? I've never used VR. I'm really curious oh, about okay. it. Okay, so I never used VR until I started work at my first job when I came out of university, uh -huh. and they had there was a team, a design team in the studio that I worked in that were really focused on VR, and they were actually trying to do a, outsource a lot of their work. Really weirdly doing it for estate agents. Really? So they were. Oh, what, it sounds, around the 
<laughs> so yeah, so no they way. were trying to create software for like Boxtons, oh. where they would create the software where they would map a house yeah. and they would have that and then people do virtual viewings of that house and they could walk around and they could even measure their furniture and put that, say, oh, no. does it fit in that space? Wow. Because they'd measure the space yeah. so it'd be a That's one-to-one small. scale that you could walk through. Um, obviously, you move with your hands, like you click a spot and you jump to the I was kind of like Google Maps, like yeah. shooting around the yeah, street. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. unless you've got the exact same yeah, diameter of a house, space. you can't walk yeah. around it. But yeah. it, is, it is incredible. Is it? it really is yeah. incredible. There's something about it that you just think, this shouldn't be real. It's like a film. I can imagine. And it will get to a stage where everyone will, in a sense, use it. Final 30 second question mm-hmm. from Liam LG. Is does the existence of famous YouTuber vlogs mean the destruction of society? <laughs> <laughs> Some people would believe so. I personally don't. I think they're just doing what they're doing. You're not a cynic. Let them crack on with it. I couldn't you know, agree more. You choose to watch their videos or you choose not to. So mm-hmm. if you're, you know, if you're watching them and you're angry at them, then, you know, just don't watch them. Just their spread videos. love and stop it. Yeah. Do you ever get any nasty comments or any of that bullshit? Yeah. Do you? I, yeah, it's funny. Like I remember my first troll. I think someone. <laughs> Fuck off! Really? Well, it, well, it made me laugh because I'm a bit of a grandma Nazi, and they've written like. You're stupid. But oh, like, you responded like... You, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, things like that, but they are just... Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I, I swam in a weir. Um, no, I swam in a, an abandoned quarry. Hmm. And someone commented, like, five different comments, like, you're so stupid. You could have died. Also, you're ugly. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> oh, and then one girl said, your face is so big, or something. And that, Yours? No, no, me. me oh, right. If, if she didn't mean her, she meant me. I've got a bigger face than you. But I have got such... And that's probably my biggest insecurity is that my big moon head. Oh. Someone just commented. I was like, oh. Harry, you're always going to have a smaller head than me. How bizarre is that? And people yeah. always, you know, people will always comment to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just... And at the end of the day, for every good comment you get, you know, and you get something. Yeah, yeah. I suppose you focus on the bad ones more than yeah. the good ones. Know, yeah. Just ignore them. I was going to say, any advice for anyone that wants to get into it but doesn't know how to kind of ignore that stuff? Do you just brush it off? Or? No, they're just, they never say it to your face. No. They really are just like keyboard, what do they call them? Warriors or keyboard warriors, yeah, that's the thing. And they're just bored, you know. I don't know why people. I know, I know that a lot of the big YouTubers really have to put up with a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Even when you scroll through their comments, you can see, oh yeah, you just got to ignore them. Uh, don't. don't I think don't criticize people unless you've been in that situation oh, as well. Gotcha. Unless you're comfortable enough to put yourself on camera and, and talk through your day, yeah. talk, you yeah. can't criticize someone. Yeah. Is. And it's not a good enough reason to not. No. I think that's good advice for anyone that does anything regardless of what situation yeah, you're in yeah. but I think people that would actually talk shit behind a keyboard to you are the sort of people that will never do anything yeah 100% yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's what yeah. they're doing you keep doing what you're doing yeah, exactly. you're more constructive and you're providing more I went to a really cool um, event a couple of weeks ago where they were talking about like empowering yourself and one of the phrases they used was that people that are trying to drag you down are already below you Oh, just thought it was a really nice, that's so really good. nice little soundbite. Yeah, so, yes. uh, Harriet, give me a five-word sentence to summarise being a vlogger. Five-word sentence. Oh, you can take your time thinking about this. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, no, I'm so it. dyslexic. I only think of five words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a vlogger, thank God. Documenting my memories for life. Oh, <laughs> so wholesome. <laughs> that, that was brilliant. Um, Harriet, thank you very much. Um, do you want to shout out about where you can be found on YouTube and Instagram? Yeah. If you just search Harriet Murray, it's literally youtube.com forward slash Harriet Murray. And my Instagram is Harriet Murray one Wonderful. Thanks for having me. That's absolute pleasure. Here is your badge and you get a sticker as <gasps> this well. This is what I was most excited about. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. That is a lovely badge. There you go. Everyone that appears on the show gets a badge. Elliot, you're going to get one as well on the oh. condition that you come back on the show. There you go. Because <laughs> I want to get you on in the future. Thanks, Paul.
Paul. Yes, you're very welcome. Cool. Email makeamessoutlook.com if you want to get in touch with the show. And yeah, subscribe to Harriet, subscribe to this hot mess of nonsense. Leave a rating and review on iTunes. Um, it helps us get exposure or just share this with your mates. And yeah, see you in the next episode. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>